What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into another episode of the 526 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on the Saturday evening discussing St. John's defeating the Villanova Wildcats 81-71 at Fennerin Pavilion. Their first win at the Pavilion since 1993. Believe it or not, it's been 30 one years since St. John's took down Villanova. Last episode, I said it was since 2019 that they got a win at the Pavilion. I was clearly wrong. Um, I, for whatever reason, remembered them getting a win there, but I, you know, I knew they beat them that season. I just, for whatever reason, thought it was a road win. It clearly was not. But regardless, St. John's defeats Nova. 81 to 71. We're going to talk about it here. It was a wire to wire win for St. John's. Um, a really strong victory against a tough opponent. Villanova throughout the season, they've been inconsistent. They've struggled against worse teams. So you really don't know what Villanova team you're going to get on a game to game basis. They were obviously without Justin Moore tonight, uh, today rather, but that did not matter. I mean, St. John's blew them completely off um, from the beginning to the end. They just had control of this game. Villanova just could never, and in the second half, they just seemed flat. Um, it felt like, you know, a reversal of the game we saw last year the first matchup between St. John's and Villanova um, where St. John's just went out and got on a big run early and then Villanova came back I shouldn't say a reversal let me put it this way it felt like a game where it was what last year's loss at the pavilion should have been but instead St. John's decided to lay a big egg I think with 12 minutes left to go in the first half after they got off to such a fantastic start to the game. And St. John's today, though, did not allow that happen. They didn't let Villanova breathe. They came out. They set the tempo from the beginning. They got out running. Joel Soriano was unbelievable um, to begin this one. I, I mean, he had... Uh, before you know it, six points in the first, not e not even the first three minutes into the game, and there's your captain making plays happen. And Rick Pitino talked about it, um, talked about Joel Soriano. That is in his post game press conference. He said Joel is such a pleasure to coach. He's great to you know a great person. He's and he's been raving about him all season. But you know he talked about how much fun he is to coach. How you know, how talented he is, how happy he is that St. John's um, was able to retain Soriano last year and that he came back and, you know, really um, gave Patino a chance. And, you know, you can see that Joel Soriano is getting way, way better with Rick Patino. I mean, there hasn't been too many, there haven't been too many I think players that have gotten this, you know, progressed so much and have gotten so much better 
in St. John's history, uh, like Joel Soriano. And I think, you know, tonight was just, and this season so far has just really shown how impressive he is and how impressive of a player he has and, and just the great work he has put in. And I'll tell you this much, last year and I would say his first season when St. John's went toe-to-toe with Villanova, it was tough for Joel Soriano in the paint. It was tough for him to make his mark in the paint. But going up against Eric Dixon today, you could tell who the better center was. You could tell who has improved more with their time um, at their individual schools. Eric Dixon is a great, you know, five-man, but he has not improved enough in the paint like you've seen Joel Soriano. You know, when he first came to St. John's back in 2021, I remember being so darn annoyed with Joel Soriano because he did not have a paint presence throughout the game. And it just felt like with him, he was getting used to the physicality of the Big East. And I really feel like, for you look at where he was back in 2021-2022 season to where he is now, he is not only, from a game-to-game basis, establishing himself in the paint as the top rebounder in a game, he is the top rebounder in the entire Big East among one of the best um, five-man in the Big East, and he's just done a terrific job. Um, a lot of it, I think, from what you saw from year one to year two, was done by himself, and now you're seeing what you've seen with Rick Pitino this year and what he's been able to do now. It's really it's really impressive, and he's taken his offensive game to another level as well, which I think is even more impressive because he's developing moves in the paint, He's getting to the line, and he's making the other team pay when he gets to the line, which is something, as the previous seasons have gone on, he's gotten much better at. He finished today's game with 20 points, uh, 8 rebounds, um, had a tremendous game overall, played 35 minutes. But uh, I think when you think about the stars of this game, you know, obviously Joel Soriano is right there but you've got to go with the guy I think that has improved the most throughout this season and that's Dennis Jenkins I mean he came in this season and he was kind of um, a little out of control he seemed like he was struggling to find himself in the Big East and seemed like he was doing too much but now it feels like he's really reined himself in. I think Rick Pitino's done a great job of reining him in. Um, He had 18 points, five assists, three boards, two for five from beyond, seven for 17 from the field. I think the one thing about Dennis Jenkins, you know, that a lot of people were really getting on him about, but it was something that you knew that if, you know, we got to see St. John's play anywhere near their best ball to start the season and start the season off in Big East conference play, it was going to have to be from Dennis Jenkins at that point guard position. A lot of people wanted Rick Patino to sit Jenkins, 
have Dingle handle the ball, Jenkins be a two, or Jenkins come off. Um, and, you know, saw a lot of people saying, well, it was obvious that Patino, you know, told Jenkins, come to St. John's and I'm giving you the keys to the offense. Well, that's because Dennis Jenkins, you know, knew the offense. So that's why he's getting the keys to the car where that's, um, where that's, you know, where that's looked at in his game. And I thought that, you know, Patino, um, in his post-game presser a few weeks ago where he talked about how well Dennis Jenkins has come along in uh, and has been huge in St. John's uh, their their solid stretch they've been on since the Boston College game and a lot of it was because of the play coming from their point guard Jenkins has been a do, has been doing a better job seeing the field seeing the floor rather um, and uh, and has been getting after it on the boards as well when they've needed them to and um, I think that definitely all showed today and Jenkins talked about it post game you know he said that he at practice is a guy that will constantly talk junk to other guys because one he just you know that's himself as a competitor but also he's trying to bring that out of the other players he's trying to bring the best out of his teammates I think that's also why you didn't see Dennis Jenkins minutes get you know, reduced as we were moving forward through November and into December throughout out-of-conference play. So I think it's great that Rick Pitino, not that I expected him to go to anyone else, but it's great that he allowed Jenkins to work himself out of the funk early on and not have Jordan Dingle handle the ball throughout the most um, most part. But, you know, I think, and that's another guy, Jordan Dingle, I think if there's anyone right now that you want to see Patino reel in, it's Dingle. I mean, he definitely hasn't had a solid start to the season, had a, had a struggling performance today, but I think he'll work himself out of this. Um, I saw on his Instagram story last night where he posted a black screen with the location Philadelphia PA and the words were, it's been a minute Philly. So coming back to where he used to play his college ball at in Philly when he was with Penn, I think a little bit of that had to do with the uh, the issues he had today and I think maybe the inconsistency trying to live up to the Big East play coming over from being the leading scorer in the Ivy League. Um, and I think that's you know has to do a little bit with it, but I also think today... Maybe he was just in his head a little bit. So I think that's something where Patino and the coaching staff, you know, they need to need to talk to him, figure some things out because Jordan Dingle is definitely going to be a guy you're going to need to have throughout. Now the other third star, and I think a lot of people would have thought I would have talked about this guy when I said the most improved throughout the season, that's Brady Dunlop. And I'm going to, you know, he is one of the most improved, but it's only two games. I, I want to. He's definitely the most improved freshman. Um, and that's nothing against Simeon Wilcher, but it's the truth. As Brady Dunlop put up a career-high 15 points, 5 for 8 from beyond, hit a dagger 3 there in the second half. He was, or excuse me, 3 for 5 from beyond, 5 for 8 from the field, perfect at the line. Um, and, you know, his teammates talked about it after the game. Joel Soriano said, you know, Brady, it always felt like with him, it was more of a confidence issue. Because we know he's a shooter, we know he can shoot, we know he can play, but it just seemed like, you know, for him, he just needed to get used to, um, you know, the college game, the speed of everything, and just not think, 
you know, react. And I think that's what you're seeing out of Brady thus far. You know, he's in the flow. He's understanding situations, I think, a little bit better, when to shoot. And, you know, he's just, he's on. I mean, that's the most you can say. He's on. And uh, and I think that for St. John's right now, you know, he is so important um, having him step up because I think you look at that Butler game and you look at today. Today's obviously a lot closer if Brady Dunlop does not get going like he did. And I really think that this kid, you know, has surprised. I mean, no one saw this coming for the last two games, but I think he has just surpassed our expectations for, you know, what we were going to see, especially this early in Big East play, right? Like if this came on, you know, in the middle of February, you'd be saying, wow, you know, he's really improved throughout the season. You know, we knew we were going to need someone to step in at some point in time when we're going through Big East Conference play. However, we're seeing that happen right now just, you know, four games in and back-to-back games where, I mean, you're giving him the game ball, right? Like, this is just a fantastic uh, job by him throughout the past two games and for him to be able to get some three-pointers to see go. I mean, it's really going to increase things. But not only that, it's going to do so much more because now teams for St. John's, teams are going to adjust to the Red Storm. They're going to adjust to Brady Dunlap and what they're doing when they're going to get him the ball in the wing. I mean, they're not going to be slacking off on him. Now they know he's coming. I mean, another Instagram post I saw today, Joel Soriano in that transition three-pointer. He said, when are they going to stop leaving leaving number 44 open? When are they going to start going over there to him? And that's going to open up other things. Now you're going to see other guys get good looks. It's all, you know, it's fantastic to see. And, you know, when you're going to start to see teams adjust and because of the way that these guys are going to feed off of each other, because of what Rick Pitino is preaching, it's going to be tremendous to see. And I can't wait for you know, that part to happen for Brady Dunlap as well, because then he's going to have to adjust to the other team. So a great start by him into Big East Conference play. And I think we're all, I think I speak for all of uh, St. John's fans. I mean, just we're through the roof for this kid right now. RJ Luis also had a solid game, 11 points. Now, Rick Pitino said he was questionable to start. They weren't sure if he was going to be able to go, but he did. And he Offered you a good game. I mean, when is this? I mean, is he or is he not 100%? Like, when 11 points, 3 for 8 from the field, hit a big, hit a 3, had 7 boards. What does this guy look like when he's fully 100%? That's what I'm, like, wondering. What is it going to look like when he's 100%? What is he going to do? I mean, it just feels like he's willing himself to play. And he's bringing the best out of himself. And I think the coaches are doing the same as well. It's just, it's truly remarkable what this kid has been able to do. Um, And this team right now, you know, there hasn't been a more exciting stretch for a St. John season that we're going through right now. Like, this is just fun. I mean, is this what every other college basketball fan base gets to feel like this is what I can imagine Villanova felt throughout all their solid years and I'm not saying of course we're going to end up where Villanova was all those years I'm just saying this exciting stretch of play where you're seeing young guys play so well you're seeing their you know their veterans 
take leadership, the great coaching that they had um, as well. And, you know, right now you're seeing kind of a tale of two teams right now. You're seeing St. John's improving, and you're seeing Villanova kind of where St. John's was um, more recently in the past couple seasons because, man, Kyle Neptune has got to figure that out fast. Like, I don't know how much longer they're going to continue to, you know, well, Jay Wright, you know, recommended him and he was an assistant. So I think it's it's um, it's make or break time for him. And I know it's just two years in, but you can tell that team has gotten increasingly worse. Like, it's one thing to have a drop-off when you go from, you know, a legend like Jay Wright. I mean, it's tough shoes to fill going to you know, Kyle Neptune, who's only had one year of head coaching under his belt at Fordham. I mean, it's a, I feel like it's a little unfair for him. But at the same time, he's not getting the best out of his players. I said it earlier, Eric Dixon, from a true five perspective, has not gotten better. I know Villanova's a three team. They live by the three ball, they'll die by the three ball. But at a certain point, you got to have your redshirt senior and veteran Eric Dixon at least have some type of paint presence. Soriano and RJ Luis, they were owning the paint. Like, how does that happen? How does Naheem Aline have five boards? I mean, I don't mean to sound like a Nova fan here, but I'm just saying it's it's incredible how much drop-off, how far the drop-off has been from a Jay Wright coach team to Kyle Neptune, it really shows how uh, Jay Wright was able to get more out of his players. And I think you're seeing the young guys out of Villanova, they're not at all what or where you would expect them to be um, this many years in. It's just, it's looking really, really tough for Nova. But they're still in control of a possible March Madness spot. I mean, I'm doing my bracketology every night, and with all the quality wins they've had, it's interesting to see just how um, how well they've been playing and how good of a position they had themselves in at one point for a possible March bid, but you don't see it consistently out of that team. I, I apologize for ranting here about Villanova, but I just had to say it was really it's really weird to see how far they've dropped off. But, you know, I, I think from a St. John's perspective moving forward, now you've got Providence at home at MSG. Uh, on the last pod, I talked about it. Bryce Hopkins tore his ACL. Obviously, he's not going to be going. This is a possible um, big, big win coming for if if a big, a big win can um, be on the table for St. John's. You know, I'm sure Kim English is going to have those guys prepared. I was really looking forward to seeing Bryce Hopkins this season. It's such an unfortunate injury because he was a guy that, you know, really, really shined last season for the Friars and was huge for Ed Cooley's team. And unfortunately, you know, that's a big loss for them and um, led to a 69-60 uh, L today against the Creighton Blue Jays. And Providence is going to have to make adjustments, but for St. John's, it's got to be a packed house at Madison Square Garden. If you listen to David Baroff 
uh, podcast called Eye on the Storm. Um, you know that on the previous episode after the Butler win that he had Zach Braziller on and, you know, Zach Braziller of the New York Post was mentioning if St. John's can go into the pavilion and knock off a Villanova Wildcats team, show up to that next game against Providence. I mean, you need, it's, it's a 19,500 capacity arena. Madison Square Garden. You need to be at this game. You know, they said that it was, again, I wasn't there, unfortunately. But I'll tell you this right now. If I was there at UBS, I I can tell you right now, I wouldn't have been silent. I would have been, that's a close game against Hofstra. I'm on the edge of my seat right there. I mean, that's a... That's got to be a home court atmosphere for the Red Storm. I mean, what else do you want? Like, we've heard the complaining why people don't show up. Well, St. John's just isn't a hot ticket. I mean, you know, over the previous years, they're not putting themselves in position to play a march. If you're a college basketball fan, if you read the New York Post, as a matter of fact, if you're just a sports fan in general, and especially if you're a student, I mean, my God, show up. I mean, come on, let's get into this. Like, this is exciting times. And it's, you know, a point in the season where we're in Big East Conference play. We got big games coming up. Come out. I'm looking here on Ticketmaster. You know, 100-level seats, they're going for 60 bucks a pop on Ticketmaster. On SeatGeek, um, they're as low as $36, or actually as low as now $10 I'm seeing. Oh, wait, that's February 13th at Providence. Never mind. $36 at the Garden. Show up, please. They need your support. This is a St. John's team that is getting really, really exciting, really fun to watch. You finally have a relevant team. Put some butts in the seat, and let's get going. You know, I I wish I could have been there today at Villanova. Um, I don't live that far from it, about, you know, close to an hour from, you know, the main line. But unfortunately, I guess whoever works the ticket window for the Wildcats, whoever's in ticket prices, um, must be working for the Phillies if you saw the articles about how expensive those tickets were in the postseason. The tickets at Villanova are ridiculous. They're about some of them are as expensive as going to a, an Eagles game, an NFL game. That's ridiculous. So unfortunately, I I would have been there if those tickets were lower, you know, than say two hundred dollars for upper level. But you can bet my butt will be at the Garden for the UConn game, and I hopefully. We'll even get down to the Georgetown game later on in the season. But, you know, a great win today. Going back on that, 81-71. You're now 3-1 in Big East Conference play. You're in position for a four-way tie between yourself, UConn, Seton Hall, and Villanova for the top spot in the Big East. Just a fantastic resurgence we've seen out of this St. John's team. We hope it only gets better as we move forward. But until next time, 
which will be this upcoming Wednesday, where St. John's will meet Providence at Madison Square Garden, a game that they won last year at the Garden and upset Providence, Ed Cooley's Friars. Hopefully they'll do it again at 6.30, Wednesday, January 10th. I need it to be a sea of red in the Garden. Show up, get loud, make it exciting, because these Johnnies are showing up for you. They're putting their work in. You can tell they're, they want you to come out. I mean, look at what they're doing. They've, you know, the administration has heard the grumbling over the past couple of years. Get your ass to the garden because this team is fun to watch and they're worth the price of admission. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York, New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little town blues Are melting away I'll make a brand new start of it In old New York If I can move